0: Welcome
1: to Unbreakable Latina. Hi guys, welcome back to Unbreakable Latina. This is your host Melina. I hope you're having an amazing day and you had a great week and a great weekend. If I sound a little different or my voice is a little too sexy, um it's because I'm sick again. I have a cold. Thankfully, it's not COVID because I've been testing every day, but I do have a cold. All I have is like a cough and congestion. So bear with me in my deep ass voice. This week, I went to my first official Pilates class and I was really impressed with myself because I could hang with the rest of the people. And the instructor only corrected me a couple times and she's like, okay, you're doing great, whatever. And I'm like, hell yeah, I got this. It's not that hard. Like, I still got it in me. And I say that because I used to do like workout classes that were difficult and I did jujitsu. So you use a lot of flexibility, a lot of core workout. But I haven't done that in a while. My usual routine at the gym is like go on the treadmill and then lift weights and nothing really crazy, crazy. But I was like, I didn't do so bad. So I signed up for Thursday as well. Thursday came around and work was crazy. So towards the end of the day, I was like, I don't want to go to Pilates. Like, I I just want to go home and like go in my cave and not talk to anybody and not go anywhere. So I tried canceling the classes, but you have to cancel like two hours before the class. And it was just right at the cutoff time. So it was like, you can't cancel. You're still going to get charged. And the fitness gods were like, you better get your ass to Pilates. (laughs) So I did go to Pilates and I was like, okay, I got this. So they started telling us how to like set up our bed or whatever and the first workouts I'm like okay I got this still good still good and let me tell you guys it was so hard on Thursday and it wasn't because I had a bad day like the girls all of them were struggling like me and this girl made eye contact and I was like I'm dying and she's like me too so I felt like I didn't feel alone I felt like we were all dying together and it focused a lot on core workouts this time last time it was more like a little bit of everything but this time it was just like core and I was dying it was so hard and I was like oh I don't know if I keep paying for this (laughs) no but I have like three more classes left in the package that I got So I'm thinking that I might just do it like once a week because it's still a good workout, but it's expensive. Pero a ver como sale. Like I'll do the calculations and see if it's worth it or try another Pilates studio and see which one I like better. But this one's the closest to my house, so it makes sense. The times work out perfectly. But yeah, if you're thinking about Pilates, you should definitely go. It's really a challenge. You'll definitely sweat. You'll get your workout in. So the other day I posted on my Instagram story that I was walking at lunch. I was walking to my car from my office and one of my coworkers saw me going to my car. He's like, where are you going for lunch? And I was like, oh, my car. And then he's like, why? Why? And I'm like, because I hate everybody. And then he looked at me funny and I got really embarrassed. And I was like, oh, I have to go run errands. I have to go to the post office. But I was like, why did I get embarrassed? Because he found it so strange because everybody at work kind of eats together. Like here and there, there are some people that do eat alone, but a lot of people do congregate together. And I'm the total opposite. Like, I'm like, I need my solo time because all morning I talk to everybody and that's like my me time. So I, next time someone asks me, I'm not going to be embarrassed. I think I just got embarrassed because it's someone that I like, doesn't know me, know me. So I was like, when they gave me that weird look, I was like, ah, going to the post office. But I posted it on my story. And like, so many people were like, I did the same thing like I love eating lunch in my car by myself in silence and I'm like great I'm not the only weirdo so shout out to my fellow solo lunch antisocial people because we stand together my sleeping schedule has been so messed up like I think I'm finally getting back into the rhythm of things because after I had COVID like I was off work and I just was going to sleep at like 12 and waking up like at 9 and it was just like ridiculous and my usual old lady schedule is go to sleep by 10 and wake up every day by like five or six so I've been having trouble going to sleep because my mind's just going like 3,000 miles per hour like always and I had bought melatonin a couple months ago because I was having the same issues So the other day I was like, you know what? I'm going to pop a melatonin because I need to sleep. Like I am so tired and like I can't go to sleep and there I am. I know it's bad, but I'll be scrolling on TikTok and just like doing dumb shit, (laughs) like not even anything productive. Nomás de Lela. So I took melatonin like at around eight and like, let me tell you, girl, by nine, your girl was like ready to go to sleep. So I slept so good. I felt so rested. And if you're having trouble sleeping, I suggest you pop a melly. Something I learned this week is that um, when you're being a cheap little bitch, (laughs) uh, you end up paying double and the emotional damage is the worst, but I need work clothes and I went thrifting the other day. I did find a couple things, but I needed more, more like shirts. I needed short sleeve shirts because all my shirts are long sleeve. I work in an office, so I need to look a little decent, a little office wear and I can't wear my crop tops to the office. So I decided to place a big order at Shein. I know, I know. I should have known. But sometimes I've gotten really lucky and gotten some nice things. But the last few times that I've ordered, I've returned almost everything. But I was feeling, you know, positive, And I saw some, like, people posting on TikTok of Shein Haul. So I was like, it can't be this bad. So I placed this huge order. I get it the other day and somehow it clicked to expedited shipping and I couldn't un- like unclick it. If I did, if I went back, then it would delete like my whole cart. So anyways, I paid for it. I put the coupon code whatever. They got here after dinner. I started opening the package and my mom was like, "Oh, I'm me raste." So I'm like, "Oh, look at this." And everything I tried, like I got blazers. It looked like it was my Theo's blazer like from the 19 19- 60s it was so ugly and the shirts were like too long too short it was just terrible i kept like two things out of like 16 things don't be cheap and go buy real close melina so lesson learned i'm not gonna shop from shein anymore i'm sorry guys i don't know how you guys find stuff but i read the reviews and everybody was fucking lying so don't believe them (laughs) and then I want to treat myself to a new perfume because mine are kind of low. And I've had this perfume that I used to wear all the time that I wanted again. But I was like, I don't want to spend a hundred and something dollars. So I found it for like $60 on a website online. So I get the perfume and it's a Dolce Gabbana perfume. And I open it and I spray it. It smells like the perfume, puro alcohol alcohol. I was like, that's what I freaking get. So I'm returning the clothes. I'm returning the perfume. And I'm going to make myself drive to Macy's and get myself the real one. Because I learned my lesson. Um, being cheap sometimes costs you more. So I lost some money in the Shein because you have to pay to return the stuff. But the perfume, thankfully, I'm not going to lose any money. And I was just like, that's what I get for being cheap. Yesterday, I ended up going to the store to actually buy some clothes for work and i did find a couple things but i was trying on stuff and why is sizing for women all messed up like do you guys think men also have these same issues because i have a brother and i have uncles and cousins when i buy them clothes they're always like a large they're always a medium they're always that size but with women it's like am i gonna be a size 27 am i gonna be a 28 am i gonna be a 29 i'm gonna be a large i'm gonna be a medium i'm gonna be a small it's so freaking annoying it's exhausting like I hate shopping for that reason and for that reason I love going to the thrift store because like I don't get disappointed when it doesn't fit because it's like okay it wasn't meant for me there's only one piece that looks like this in the whole store but when I go to the store and I try on clothes y nada me queda like something like oh because I have hips like it's hard for me to find certain things like and then at the top I'm kind of smaller so i'll buy i'll get something that's medium and then it won't go up my hips and then i'll get something that's large and it will be too large on top and it's just so annoying i carry liquid iv everywhere i go and they're always in my purse so whenever i open one i always share with whoever i'm with and i get them hooked if you're looking to try it or if you need to restock your pantry with your liquid iv packets They are giving my listeners 25% off plus free shipping when you go to liquidiv.com and enter code unbreakable underscore Latina. Once again, it's liquidiv.com with code unbreakable underscore Latina. This weekend I hung out with my mom and my sister and it's been such a great weekend because we haven't been able to get together like this in a long time. Like we've seen each other but not just the three of us and it's like a different dynamic because... We all clown on each other and it's so much fun. When my sister showed up, she showed up in the same exact outfit that I was wearing. And this happens all the freaking time. Does this happen to you guys with your sisters? But it was funny because I was like, I'm not changing. She's like, I'm not changing either. And I'm like, oh, well, we're going to be twins. And I felt like everybody kept staring at us everywhere we went. So we decided to eat mariscos and we went to Mariscos El Compa de Mazatlán. It's located in Riverside, in Harupa Valley, and look it up on Yelp. It's delicious. It's the freshest seafood you'll get around this side of town. Then after that, we ended up going to the Riverside Food Lab because we wanted to get some peñales and some drinks, so we went there, and we ended up at Mi Vida Gorda, and they had delicious palomas and my mom got a tall can because she's a gangster and then my sister got I forgot oh like an agua fresca I forgot what it was called but it was an agua fresca con tequila delicious 10 out of 10 for drinks we didn't have any food there so next time we'll go try the food um and We went for the beignets, but we ended up like getting full. And then my sister was like, oh, I want to go to Juju Bar because she's obsessed with Juju Bar. She went to UCR. So it's near UCR. So we just drove up there and we had Juju Bar. And she's right. It's just different because there's one in Newport and it doesn't taste the same as the one in Riverside. (laughs) So we went there and we ended up at Ross like we always do. Came home, watched some movies and did a late night run for pizza. So it was just nice to hang out. And today my sister said, yeah, I'll record a podcast with you. And homegirl's still sleeping or she's laying down, but I don't want to wake her up because she's like been uh, working really hard and she just got over COVID. So I just want to let her rest. So I decided to, we'll record later with her, but I decided to record on my own because I had been planning to do this episode at some point and I thought it was appropriate because... I get this question asked a lot and people ask me like how did you move on from a long-term relationship and what got you through and what got you not to go back and on Friday it's been two years since I started my self-love journey and it started when I left the last relationship I was in so I was like how appropriate And let's normalize celebrating anniversaries of big life events that change. And even though they weren't the best at that time, like you reflect back on the person you were two years ago. I remember two years ago, I was broken. I felt lost. I felt like I had wasted so much time. And I remember going on my calendar on my phone and putting in an entry on my calendar that said last day of toxicity, the day I ended everything and I think it was to keep myself accountable and it's funny to think back on it because I'm like why would I think of that like that's the first thing that popped in my head but I think I was just so determined to get out of that situation and so like I'm not looking back like this is the this is it and if you go back like you're dumb (laughs) And I think sometimes you just need to give yourself tough love. Like, I gave myself such tough love that time because I was like, I- you ended up here for the reasons that you accepted certain behaviors and everybody kept telling you to leave and now it's your problem and it's your job to get over it. If you haven't listened to my Toxic Relationships episode, it's episode number three. And if you want to go there first and listen to that so you could understand, like, my whole journey or go back and forth, whatever, I'll link it below. But... Um, when I walked away, I had no plan. I literally said, I'm ending this and, like, I have to come up with a plan within the next couple of weeks. I even gave myself, like, weeks, like, um, and- I just kept saying, like, it's going to be fine. Like, I don't have to tell anybody because I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed that it's, it was an on and off relationship. So I was pretty sure that my family was he- tired of hearing me, like, say I'm leaving because I was tired of hearing myself say I'm leaving and not leaving and going back and just keeping the cycle going. So um, I just, I knew I had to do something and at the end I ended up telling my mom I moved in with my mom and my sister and I was I didn't have a room like I was just living <laughs> at their house and it just felt like I felt so like I'm like this is where I ended up like I could have had a home by now if I would have like I have so many what ifs what if I had ended this earlier I would have already bought a house I would have done all these things and it it was just a lot. It was a lot, a lot of disappointment on my end on myself and I felt down. I was very depressed. I didn't eat. I slept a lot. I cried a lot. And one thing that did help me in the whole breakup process was just disconnecting, going cold turkey, like blocking that person. Um, I deleted mutual friends that was one thing that was very hard for me because we had a ton of mutual mutual friends because we ended up meeting um at a workplace where I used to work and so we had a lot of common friends we met through friends and I made like I mean it was like a six-year thing so I made some friends that I've had for years and I just couldn't have any connection with this person whatsoever so I ended up deleting everybody and I'm sorry if you guys are listening to this like I don't know if I've talked about this on my toxic relationship episode because it's been so long but I know I deleted a lot of you and it was not because like I didn't want to be your friend but I didn't want to be associated with anyone that had ties to this person because I felt like if that happened it was gonna drag me back in I felt like I needed to do that for myself. It wasn't anything personal with those people, but I just needed to move on and that helped a lot. So if you're getting over a breakup, I know it sounds extreme and we're all cheese moles, So we want to know what's going on with everybody's life. But for you, if you have to unfollow some people like the family and do all that, like even though like, you know, some of the family was like really cool. Like I was just like, I need to go cold turkey and I need to delete. So I did. That helped me a lot because it just kept that person out of my radar and it was easier to not think about it, even though that wasn't in my mind the whole time. I, of course, blocked my ex. I blocked him from every social media platform, from my phone and also from my email because, yes, the emails came in too. Um, and I blocked every email that I knew that that person owned and it helped me so much because it would just go to spam. I think because my breakup was during the pandemic and most places were still closed, it was so hard to not think about. So I really had to grieve it. So give yourself that time to grieve. It's okay to grieve, but at some point you have to pick yourself back up. I think for two months, I grieved. I cried everything I could and I was not apologizing to anybody. Like I would just cry like... Because I needed to get it out of my system. I needed to cry as much as I could. Because when I kept it in, me like I would feel like I was fucking suffocating in my emotions. And for me, letting it all out helped me so much. Because I was just like, there was no more tears to cry. After I finished crying, I think two months, I lost so much weight. And I just didn't find joy in anything. Like I just felt bland. I-, I-, I lost. Super lost. Me pusieron en una island and me dejaron heartbroken. Slowly but surely, I started, like, going outside because we couldn't do much during the pandemic. Like, all I would do is go to work and, like, keep busy by, like, you know, going to lunch with my coworkers or just having lunch together, getting my mind, keeping my mind busy where I didn't have to think of the breakup helped a lot. Um, Little by little, I started, like, going on hikes and going on walks and just getting out in nature becoming one with nature helped me so much because you realize that your problems are so small i spent a lot of time at the beach because that's the only thing i could really do hiking and go to the beach and I don't know, for some reason, the ocean just makes you feel so small and makes you feel like there's so much to this world. Like I don't even know where the, the ocean ends. I can't see the end of the ocean it just goes on. And it sounds very like poetic, but that helped a lot because I was just like, why am I crying over this person that does not see what they have in front of them? Like little by little, echándome porras and like talking to friends. And I wouldn't, really open up to my mom or my sister because I felt like I was like yakke yeah, like they already heard it enough. But I here and there like I would talk to them but in reality I just kinda like kept to myself. It was a really like self love journey where I was just getting to know who I was because I lost my identity for so long and I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what Melina liked. I was used to being in a because when you're in a relationship, you're like I know it sounds bad. This is bad. I will never do this ever again. But your personality becomes your relationship. Like everything you do is like with your partner because you like being with that person. And although like I'm not going to sit here and bash that person and say like, oh, it was terrible all the time. It wasn't terrible all the time, but there was really terrible moments. There was a lot of happy moments too, but the bad outweighed the good. And um, I just kept thinking like, Who am I? Because when I started that relationship, I was in my early twenties. Like I was a niña. Like no sabía qué quería. Estaba pendejita. I I didn't have no life experience. I had life experience, but nothing with relationships. Nothing with like hobbies. Because at the time, I was fresh out of college. And if you guys heard my episodes, if you've been following my whole podcast journey, you've heard that I didn't really have a college life. Like I just wanted to get out of college and. I never had time for me, and once I got out of college, I was in that relationship, and it was like a long-term one, so it took a lot of my 20s, and I had to discover who I was again. Like, what do I like to do? Another thing that I did was I bought a journal, and when I was feeling sad or I was having a moment, I'd journal. I'd I'd write down how I feel. There was times that I made lists of what were reasons why it was good to walk away or what are qualities that I want in my future partner that I didn't get from that last relationship? And it just was so therapeutic to do that. It was also very important to develop a routine. Make sure I got out of bed every morning. Like, get out of bed. I got out of the couch every morning because I didn't have a bed at the time. But I made sure to make my breakfast. Like, it just kept busy. Like, get my breakfast, journal, journal. If I read, I would read, watch my favorite show, get out and go exercise and make like just make a routine and keep yourself busy. I also said yes to a lot of new things like, for example, I would go accept invitations from people that I usually wouldn't hang out with or I went snowboarding and my family was like shocked because I'm always like the little, I don't want to get hurt, like I play it safe all the time, so i did things like that um so just saying you finding new hobbies like if you haven't tried that pilates class or that yoga class like make yourself uncomfortable and try new things the popular thing to do is like to get drunk and like forget about your ex but that didn't work for me um the times that i did drink i just felt more sad and i would not recommend drinking when you're going through a breakup because it gets you in your feels and I'm not much of a huge drinker. I do like my cocktails, but like in moderation. And just because I want the taste, not because I want to get drunk. Like my objective is never to get drunk if I get there. Okay. Okay. But if I'm doing it to like, oh yeah, like screw the relationship I was in. I'm gonna get drunk and forget about it. You're not gonna forget about it. If anything, it's just gonna make you feel like shit and you're gonna wake up the next day and still be sad. So I don't recommend uh, self-medicating by drinking or doing whatever. Also, don't listen to people. Like everybody handles breakups a different way and not, not the same method is not gonna work for everybody. For me, just spending a lot of time alone helped me get over it. But some people need to be out and that's okay. But personally, I feel like you really need to discover who you are and just love yourself because you were, you you know, a relationship is a huge part of your life and when you don't have that anymore, you're just trying to figure out what you want to do with life or what are your new goals or what's the next step that you're going to take in your life Um. I think that a lot of women I'm I don't know I've never talked to any men that felt this way but most women break up in their mind before they physically do it and I am 100% positive that this happened to me so I was kind of already mourning the relationship and I know it sounds shitty but I was trying to make it work so much the last year that I was in it that I would be like, no, it's going to get better and it's going to get better. And it did. It did get better, but then it got bad again. So I think I was just so checked out already that it was so easy for me to just walk away. And it's sad to say, but it's the truth. And because of that, I did start dating pretty fast. I think I started dating within like three months and I. I, some people will be like, you're not ready, you're not ready, and I wasn't. I wasn't ready to be, like, in a long-term relationship, but I was ready to go out on a date. I was ready to get treated nicely and to be wined and dined, and I didn't go with any intention of, like, I'm gonna find a person and marry them, although I did encounter some of those. I I just wanted to get out there again and see what the dating world is like. And it wasn't beautiful, but I met some amazing people. I met some shitty people. I realized what I want, what I don't want. I realized that I could be treated way better than I ever been treated in the relationship I was in. I, I met some very generous gentlemen that were not the best candidates but they were nice in the beginning and then they turned out to be jerks but that's okay i learned my lesson i got love bomb for the first time so now i feel like when i start dating again because i've been so busy lately that i haven't really been doing any of that um but when i do i know what to look for and i think it's healthy to do that although it's like an unpopular opinion that people are like oh my gosh she's already dating Who the fuck cares? Like, life is short. You were fine before you met this person, and you'll be fine after. I know in the beginning it felt like my world was like over, but think about it. New people come into your life all the time, people leave, people come. Life is short. Like, you're gonna be mourning this person forever. No, you're not gonna do that because life is way too short, and dating should be fun because. When you date different people, you take like one thing you like from each person and you're like, oh, I like this and this is the quality that I want in my future partner and I don't want them to be this way and no one's going to be perfect, but sometimes you know for sure it's not a match. So I think that when you keep dating, you get one step closer to, like, the person that is meant for you. So in conclusion, if you're going through a breakup, just make sure you prioritize yourself and do things that you can do to support yourself during this rough time. Give yourself space. If that means blocking people, then block them. Make sure you keep busy. Get a routine going. Take time out for you. Do things that you find relaxing, like watching a movie, listening to music, going to watch your favorite sport. Um, talk to others open up if that's what you do if not then journal journal and write all your emotions down and if that doesn't work then therapy is always great try not to use alcohol or drugs to deal with the pain because you'll feel better for a second but it's gonna come back and give it time it's not it's an ongoing process of like healing and dealing getting over a breakup it doesn't happen overnight you still like keep mourning that loss of that person and make sure that you get your rest because um, you need to physically feel good and mentally and emotionally, of course. So on today's episode, I'll be doing a Big Six Advice segment. So I put up a website. I'll link it in the show notes if you want to leave a message and ask for advice. And um, you could submit it. Here's the first
0: one. Hello, Melina. So I need advice. I mentally checked out of my marriage. I got married in February. It was a rush just because of the pressure, um, you know, our society, our culture, and I just felt so rushed into it. It was a civil wedding. Um, it was 2 to 22 but he's a recovering alcoholic. He has a relapse. There's no respect. I just think I mentally checked out. I don't want to be intimate, I don't want him to touch me, I don't want to hug him, and that's not who I am, I just feel like when I am who I am, I can't be myself, so it's like anything I say is stupid, it's dumb, I'm just too sensitive... I just don't get it. I'll never understand. You know what I mean? I can't even say how I feel because it always turns into an argument. So I'd rather just not. I feel alone. I escape at the gym. Thanks to your podcast too. That really helps me out. Um, But I don't know what to do. What should I do? Should I work for it? Should I work harder? Or should I just throw in the towel? What do you suggest?
1: I hope you guys know that all my advice comes from what I would tell a close friend of mine if they were in the same situation because I don't want you guys to like be like, oh, Melina said to do this, so I'm going to go run and do it because I'm not a therapist. I'm just someone with life experience and that has been through something similar like this. And I've been in this situation. In my last relationship that I just talked about in this whole episode, I felt this way. I felt like I couldn't say what I wanted to say because I was being too dramatic I had too many emotions I would always be told that I was treated like a princess when I was a child so that's why I get sensitive about things when I would express myself and say like hey I felt like this was disrespectful or anything I would express myself it became an issue of me And I also began to start questioning myself and thinking like, am I the problem? Am I the one that's being like this? And not to say that I had no fault in this relationship failing because I did because I allowed a lot of things to happen and certain behaviors developed because of the situation I was in. But if your partner is making you feel unheard, unseen, it's very difficult to fix that on your own because it's just a pattern that continues. And if you guys haven't tried therapy, I suggest therapy. You guys know that's my biggest like solution for everything. Um, when I asked my ex to go to therapy, he refused. He said we were fine and we could fix it on our own. And I knew that we needed someone else that wasn't in the relationship to help us delegate our issues. And he refused for so long. And after a while, I convinced myself that we didn't need it because we were fine. And obviously, we weren't. And it could have helped us. I don't know. But that person didn't want to do it. So, not till the end, then they were like all about it. But I was already done and I was checked out. And it sounds like you're checked out as well. And I'm sorry that you felt the pressure to get married and do all that. And I hope it works out for you. But if you are feeling checked out and your fear is Ay, ¿qué va la gente, like, what are people going to think? Like, don't think about that. Like, life is too fucking short. I know I sound like a broken record always with life is short and this and that. But it is like, why are you going to sacrifice your happiness if you're already unhappy at this moment and that person doesn't want to fix anything by like using help? from somewhere else and you both have to want to fix things in order for it to work it can't just come from one person and you can't feel guilty for feeling a certain way because you you can't hide your emotions and you're gonna get resentment towards your partner because that's what happened to me I started resenting them and I also started thinking is this what my life is gonna be like and I would get so upset when I would think of how my life is gonna be forever fighting and forever unhappy and not getting what I wanted and not getting heard when I said something bothered me and I just came to the conclusion that I couldn't live like this anymore and I didn't want to what I realized is that a partner should add value to your life and if that person's not adding value to your life and they're just making you have more issues then it's time to let go but like I said Take my advice with a grain of salt. I am not an expert and I hope that you figure out what truly makes you happy. And it's okay to think of yourself before you think of anybody else. Because your happiness is what matters. You have to live with this for the rest of your life. And it's your choice on how you want to live. That's all I have for you guys today. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Follow me at Unbreakable Latina on Instagram and TikTok at Latina Podcasts on Twitter. And go subscribe to my YouTube channel. Your reviews mean the world to me on Apple Podcasts and your ratings. I know someone told me that Spotify doesn't let you do more than four stars on the podcast. But I believe it's because you already submitted five stars so it won't take another five star review. So it probably did go through because me and my sister were checking it out yesterday. And we came to the conclusion that if you move the stars to four, it's because five was already marked before. So that was already submitted. So thank you to the person who told me that. But I'm pretty sure it's not broken. <laughs> uh, I hope you guys have an amazing week and I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.